Oh, fuck yeah. Night Shift Football Red Edition. Adelaide coming off one of the best performances of the season. I'm calling it. I haven't asked anyone else, but I'm just calling it on this pod as one of the best performances of the season. Done. Lock it in. Cooper's here to join us. Tommy's here to join us. Uh, Let's go through this one. What a night. You'd be spewing if you missed it, wouldn't you, Cooper? Yeah, no. One of the best atmospheres at Highmarsh that I've ever been a part of oh, no. um yeah no, that was it was a good good night at the good night holding out my hat at the fringe instead of being at the Adelaide United game so <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do to make some bread man <laughs> yeah do what you gotta do yeah well there's plenty of yeast that's for sure um I don't know where we start with this one I thought I'll just start going into the game Adelaide 10 minutes in I thought we were looking absolutely horrendous 15 minutes even maybe, uh, we could have been we were two terrible. or three nil down. McLaren missed a, a sitter that he would often put away. Um, but no, we turned it around. And we come out with a 4-2 win and a massive three points and City just can't beat us. Did we turn it around? I think this, before we get too self-indulged in how good this night was and another classic at Highmast TM and all of that shit, we, yeah, we should have been beyond... Uh, gone at halftime and you know to get a goal of the 48th minute through a lucky bar that look personally I derided much of the first half as being not good enough to be in this side uh it's just that kind of thing just shuts everyone up doesn't it it's typical Adelaide United we just yeah. you think the game's gone and you think the guys that you have written off in the past and then they just Ping, they all pop up. Isaias has a great game. Dorigo scores. Lockie Bar scores. We pull it out of the fire. Yeah, absolutely. Cooper, what do you got? Hold on. Before you bloody tarnish us all with the same brush here, not a single person on this podcast but you <laughs> has ever written Louis Dorigo off. I didn't write him off. <laughs> I just think for a guy with 100 appearances, he should look more like a footballer than he does. You started a fight with his relatives on <laughs> Twitter. That's only because they name search him. That's not my bad. <laughs> yeah, Man's well, been playing well. Man's deserved his goals. I'm real happy yeah. with him. Hell yeah. And he got called up to the under-23s uh, camp against, I think they got a game against Italy late March. And that's so deserving. Yeah, we got a few boys in that squad. Popo, Louis, thankfully no A-League fixtures in that period. Um, no, nah, what was initial reaction, you know, sitting in the stadium hour before kickoff lineup come comes out? What was the initial thoughts uh, behind Lockie Barr over Popper in this lineup? Well, I'll just jump in quick. It is the worst. It's not. This is the worst defensive partnership we have. We've said it so many times. This is the one that I look forward to the least. And I, I cringed a little bit. I cringed. Yeah, it was um I don't know, man. I'm pretty over the bar thing. He's not great. He got walked around. He scored a goal in this game, good on him, but he got walked around so easily by Naboo for that first goal. Yeah, it even just his general positional sense in that first half. We were cut open so many times where he is just he's overloading for no reason or he's not tracking his man properly and I like the guy. We've said this so many times, but this, what, why, why, where is Nick Answer? What is going on? I don't yeah. understand. All of yeah. that's the one, you know, con, you know, uh, fucking criticism that I have for this game, I think. Yeah, it, it baffles me. Like, it, it seems 
like Kyle's thing. It, it on paper looks like Kyle's thinking, you know, big game, strong team. Maybe we go experience over youth at the back. But Alexander Popovich has just as much experience in an Adelaide United shirt and in an A-League match as Lockie Barr does. It's like a two or three game difference in terms of performances in the A-League between the two. Popper has been involved in, you know, young national team setups. And I just feel like Popper has been way more exposed to a professional football setup than Lockie Barr has. And it just it baffles me every time he seems to go experience with Barr in these games. Mm. I don't mind that because it looks like an experienced lineup, doesn't it? Because you've got Louis with Zach and um, Izzy in midfield. There's no Ethan Alligic. There's no um, there's no Josh Cavallo, obviously, because he's injured. But there did seem to be kind of a light on uh, kids, you know, lineup in this kind of game. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to keep spinning in circles on the centre-back thing because it's just going to keep happening. Um, if we get into maybe some of these goals... Um, Jeez, that second half, especially just before that, though, in the first half, I just forgot it and just remembered the Halloran chance at 1 0 down, and then the Craig Goodwin chance at 1 0 down, where he tries to cut when they don't shoot onto his wrong foot. And both of them, in the end, don't really have a shot at goal. And you're just like, you're banging. We were banging our heads against the wall up the top there, just thinking, why, why is, I think the whole stadium was like, what baffled? Why don't they want to shoot? That's exactly it. You just you're baffled in that situation because both of these guys, experienced footballers, have scored plenty of goals in this league. When you get into these positions, you're just relying on them to actually take the shot. And they're the guys wanting to. to. Yeah. Is that is that a tactical thing? Was uh, no, they just both had brain fades. You, know? you reckon? Well, yeah, it's well, a terrible time them, to do it. One of them, it's you know, he had a he had an absolute mare. Oh, here we go. Here yeah, we had, go. Helen had a mare. The um, Halloran Hate Club up and about yeah, again. I'm up and about usual. again. He he's an idiot. Um, allegedly he played 90 minutes in a winning game against top of the league. Yeah, I know. You're too harsh. You're too harsh. He, too he delivers harsh. a lot in this team. And look, I I can forgive his brain fade. I don't forgive Craig's brain fade because all night he was looking to come back on his right foot, and it made no sense to me. He does it quite often. Um, think about the goal against Victory at home. You know, opportunity, mm-hmm. probably opportunity there to just try and blast one near postage on his left foot and he's cut back in onto his right foot and he's, he's postage stamp one. But if he hadn't, you're probably asking the question again of why he hasn't just hit it on his strong side. Do you think he's doing it out of spite? Is it like a, you've all said I, I don't have a right foot. I'm going to show you this season that I do. I, I just potentially wonder whether it's almost become like a force of habit because he, within the last six months of last year and the start of this season, became such like a closely defended player that potentially he did have to get on, did have to get off his strong foot rather to to get a look at the goals and, and whether it's just become, you know, habit to look to come back inside or not. Mm. I'm not sure. but It's a good, uh, it's a good point. Can... It's a good point because you see it in the second goal, don't you, Sammy, where it's not a matter of what foot he's going to take the shot on it's his movement in the run and it's his ability to shake his opponent that actually gives him the opportunity to score yeah absolutely the ball comes out from the corner moves out to SAS, and then he just he catches the defender napping and just arcs his run right around in front of him finds a space Issy Izzy with a pearl of a ball oh, um, he, ended, he ended up with two assists on the night he also assisted the Aaron Kunda goal I thought Izzy was our best on ground by a long long way um but Craig, just that run, and then he still had a lot to do with his touch. He had to jump up to bring it down. 
and then just slots it coolly because he's Craig Goodwin. Well, that's that's the quality that you get from him. So if you if you can, like side note, Izzy came into work tonight and I I fangirled so hard with him. Love that. I don't usually do this. I get a couple of United players coming to work, but this was the first one where I was just like, Izzy, you were outstanding Friday night. And then I tried to get in his face a little bit and recommend him some stuff. But I really wanted to question like where that uh, phase of play came from. Was that just inventive on the field or was it a training ground thing? What's that? And his, his uh, you know, the Goodwin run to get oh, yeah. from outside the fullback, inside the fullback and for Izzy to find him from that area. Is that just like an inventiveness thing on the pitch or have they worked on that? And Izzy basically just had to be, you you find Craig when he's in space. It's just and something all- footballers do. They arc their runs. Yes, yeah, no, but no, but I thought it was. I thought that's one of the more ingenious goals we've scored this season. You don't see it that often. The winger coming back inside and exploiting the space. Yeah, I, I, regardless of Craig's run, I think it's probably a run that a lot of wingers make because it's something you're taught from a young age. That inverted run from the wing, but it's probably more credit to his IES that you know we've ragged on his performance at times this year, but he just like he has that level of class and that touch that a lot of guys in this in this country and in this league don't have. And you probably don't see goals like that in the A-League much because there aren't many players that could have played the pass as I just did. Uh, yeah, I think this is one of the most underrated goals we've seen all season. That was just, when you watch it back on the replay, it is absolute perfection. Yeah, it was good. The third one, not as perfect, uh, comes from, uh, we, we create a good well... chance, ends up in a set. Wait. Don't well. The, you say not as perfect. There's a build-up passage in the play where Louis uh, just ingeniously let it run across his body as yeah. takes out two defenders. Okay. And I think that, irrespective of what happens after that, is enough to call it a good goal. All right, we won't talk about the rest of the goal then because it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter because Louis let a ball run in the midfield. <laughs> it's another thing that you don't genuinely see these guys do. And that's Just why saying, I'm so excited it's about come it. come from, like, the ball's been saved. It comes out, back out. We recycle it. Mm. Uh, Louis puts it away, and he doesn't exactly put it completely out of reach of anybody. You know, they've got bodies there on the line. Um, but he gets a good break. We, I'm not saying we didn't deserve the goal. I'm not saying it was a bad goal. Mm. Um, you just called the last goal perfect, though. I know. I just, I think, I think you, I think you are underselling the quality of the goals, especially after that 15 minute period. We came out after half time. That's a brilliant midfield play by both of these guys, Louis Dorigo and Izzy in the build up. Yeah, it's good. So that's a good goal. No, but I think it's better than most goals you see in the A League every weekend. You think? If you think it's so good, if you think it's so good, tweet his brother about it. Yeah. I'm going to add him after this right now. I'm going to do it right now. Um, interesting just note that I wanted to make uh, in the last read that I was on, I spoke about how that stat that Simon Hill dropped that we'd conceded 11 goals in the 15 minute period after half time this season. And now we've come out against probably not even arguably the best team in the league, the best team in the league by a long way and scored two in that period ourselves. And it's not something we do often come out after half time, really awake and alive. And it seems like we did in this game. Yeah, came out firing. Um, I think the worry was that City were always going to be able to come back at some point and we didn't get to enjoy our 3-1 for very long. It became 3-2 very quickly and a disappointing kind of goal to concede, I think, as well. Um, it's not exactly time the header either. It's just kind of looped into that corner out of the keeper's reach. Um, but it just set it all up for the big Aaron couldn't have finished, didn't it? Did. And what what is Tilio? What is he, 5 foot 8 it's just he's a little man. Concede. 
Yeah, to concede a goal like that. No, no, it was a perfect goal. <laughs> um, if you want to call it perfect, Sammy, by all means. When we went away to City in the second leg of the semi-final last year, Marco Tilio was on the bench, and as they warmed up in front of us, um, Gareth, uh, a good friend of ours, is Yoink. yelling at yelling at yeah, Mister Yoink is yelling at Marco Tilio. Marco, you fucking midget, five foot six. How do you play professional football? Go out there and score a header. I fucking dare you. And he'd never scored a header in the A League before, and he scored a header in that second leg of the semi final against us, and he scored a header at High Marsh on on Friday last week. So if you're listening, Gareth, go thanks, fuck Gareth. yourself. Thanks, thanks Gareth. Gareth. Fucking thanks Blood a lot. DL. He's internalised that, definitely. Excellent. Any danger of a tip as well, Gareth, before you just bet slip guy? Um, Over 3.5 and Goodwin any time, Sam. The noise when Aaron Kunda came... Yeah, well, you would have won it, but you put a horse in, didn't you? The noise when Aaron Kunda came on, just like not even when he scored, just the noise when he came on as a substitute, uh, you you can tell people are just so excited to see this kid play. He's brilliant, isn't he? He's, like you said, he's... um... At the moment, not you know they vote for player of the month like by fan vote on Keep Up. Yeah. Look how much credence this has. He's number one at the moment, so I guess that means he has some kind of neutral following as well. But like you said, he comes off the bench in the stadium. You know, Cloth maybe is hoping that's for him the applause for another nice performance. But no, no, I'm, I'm sorry, Zach. It is it is Nestory coming on, and he does that. He just lights a football mm. match up. Yeah, it was a decent Klopp. Cloth performance as well. Now that you mentioned that, um, but we just it was. I thought they all played okay, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, mostly yeah. Um, it was another Izzy great ball as well that got through in the back, and then Aaron Kunda just his pace kind of makes that goal in the end as well. Mm-hmm. Doesn't score tap in, does he, Cooper? No, he really, he really doesn't. Um, I can't remember who it was that was on comms that said it says a lot about Nestor and Kunda that that's one of his least eye-catching goals that we've seen him score in the A-League so far. Um, like you said, he just brings fans and, and crowds alive and and I'm starting to feel like, you know, home game, Friday night, a big crowd, even if he doesn't score that goal, him coming off the bench just seems to give seems to give Highmarsh that extra extra kick up the arse in terms of in terms of atmosphere now. So it's just a very exciting thing. Um, in Melbourne against Victory last week, he scored that fantastic winner, and I think the fitness coach must have had equalizer. your fucking sorry equalizer. Rough. Um, must have he must have had <laughs> you must have had a nice image of your mug standing on the stairwell, fucking screaming down at him because Nesta was the only sub that didn't do the pointless running after the game, and he was allowed yes. at the moment with the fans. So <laughs> Good. It's yes, piss off, fitness coach guy, whoever you are. Um. A couple of last things I want to quickly mention. The first one, uh, Nuno Race did a foul throw. I believe it was Nuno Race did a foul throw. We've seen a foul throw in the A-League now. I don't know how you can be doing that at this level, but uh, my guess is if you're doing a foul throw at this level, you probably sleep in a racing car bed or something <laughs> weird like that. Um, but other one, the last one deserves a mention. Ibasuki went off with a, an injury and Luka Jovanovic came on. He scored four, of course, in that MPL game the other week. He came on in this game and then by the time he ended up being subbed off again about 50 or 40 to 50 minutes later because he mm-hmm. he did look completely knackered but he came on and caused so much trouble for City's backline because they couldn't just stand and just mark Hero this guy was moving around everywhere Curtis Good and I think when I pointed it out to you Tommy Thomas Lamb was 
chasing him all over the park because he was just running side to side, just being an absolute nuisance. And it was helping create space down our wings. It was brilliant. And uh, Cooper will know more about this probably than I would, but the alternate option that he gives us outside of like a Blackwood Ibasuki type is brilliant. And this, he needs more minutes. And to see him come on in this game and influence it in the way that he did is so encouraging. And it is just, it's, it's great to see. It's great to see us have a young Australian striker, South Australian striker, to be able to perform in that kind of game with that kind of pressure. Because the Ibasuki injury, that's like that's a tough thing to come on for, I think. Yep. Because you see him, there's Clara everywhere. The guy's in trouble, and you're like, okay, shit, I don't, I've not been brought on to do anything other than replace this guy, and yet he does it in such a in such a manner that you think, oh, he's got talent. This guy's got talent. Yeah, brought yeah. a real energy. I'm so excited to see us finally reward his form a bit, and and I hope long may it continue. Um. So I think I think we've done this this thing in the past, and I was I was sort of thinking about it the other day. We've given a lot of opportunity to Asad Kasumovic, and we were real quick to give opportunity to to Nestori, um, and Cassini Yengi and Panash Madana. And I know I know yeah, Nestori, yeah, yeah, and I know I know Nestori is is a bit smaller, but it seems to be when we bring these these young kids in that. We go for the the athletic kind. Um, they look at the, these guys who they think, you know, that they're, they're either qu- way quicker than anyone they're going to come up against, uh, or they're way more built than anyone they'll come up against, or both. And and I think Jovanovic probably he doesn't necessarily have that full peak professional footballer body yet, and he isn't lightning fast. And it might have been one of the reasons. To me, it's probably one of the reasons that he hasn't been given the minutes we, he deserves. But I just, you know, I started to wonder how long can this guy just score for absolute fun in what is our national second tier at the moment and and just not get A-League minutes. So it's nice to see him rewarded and, you know, there's goals in the kid and I hope we get to see him at A-League level soon. Yeah, he's the next player that I can't wait to see not to a high miles goal um, and yeah. I'd love to be up and about for that. Um <clears throat> What do you think of before we close off? What do you think of Jay Barnett when he came on? I was quite impressed. Uh yeah, I didn't notice too closely, to be honest with you. Um, I thought he held up the ball nicely, defended well. I think he looks like a really good option going forward for if we need to replace one day. I reckon Jay Barnett's yeah. that guy. Handy inclusion and just another SA guy getting around, <laughs> which we love. We love seeing SA guys in the red shirts. Um, Newcastle away this Saturday, and then we have a. Adelaide's night at home on St. Paddy's on a Friday night. That's oh. send it there. That'll be that's looking like it'll be lit. Uh, but Newcastle this week away. What do we think? Predictions. We should win, and that terrifies me. <sighs> no, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I thought no. was the same. Yeah, we've now, you know, with the Wanderers playing the Mariners and beating them on the weekend, we've now that group of teams in second place has become two. And it's a you know a massive opportunity against what seems a really vulnerable side to to try and put ourselves you know ahead of of the Wanderers in second. Um, but you know they have Perth this week in Perth. It's not not an oh, easy yeah. not an easy travel fixture for anyone. They should win it, but it's it's not easy for anyone. And you know we spoke about how important finishing second is going to be if we're going to have a proper tilt. At, at this thing this year at Silverware, um, so it's a must win. 
you know, all games are must-wins at the moment, but against these real vulnerable sides that we should be beating, we have to pick three points up in every single one of them from here on in. Yeah, so we lose 2-0, don't we? <laughs> no. Predictions? I'm going to go 3-0 Adelaide. Tommy? Um, I want to stay out of it. I'm so pessimistic. No, I you don't... need to make a call, man. I don't see us fence. winning this. We're not going to win. I'd say we lose 2-1. Lose two one. I think we win two nil. Um, we've just got enough front third quality that we'll get it done. And if not, Nestor will come on and score a free kick there, like he did. Was it last season? He scored a free kick there. Yeah, whenever it was. So it was it last season. Right. Yeah, I had COVID. I was sitting on the lounge watching it. How good! All right, thanks for listening, folks. Get around the Euro edition. That's that will be up too. Uh, well, we're doing at the match, aren't we? Mm, what's the next home game? St. Paddy's Day could be, a, could be a wild, a wild out of the match. You know what's good about it? It should be the lowest attendance of the season. And so we get, some, we get some good quality feedback through the mic, I think. So we might be okay. Yeah, we, less less people around us at the top there. Um, all right. Stay tuned. See you later, folks. Enjoy. Peace.